What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, episode 174. We have a sorry short for you today. We are just recapping last week's NFL picks and moving forward to week 10 picks right before the kickoff of week 10. And we are giving a little master's insight. We are coming down to the wire here. It is the final round. We should know probably by about 3 o'clock who is our 2020 Masters champion. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com, and shoot us an email if you have anything to say. Sorry Sports at Yahoo.com. We'll be back probably Tuesday with some NBA draft previews and hopefully some crazy NBA trades. So enjoy the pod and enjoy the Sunday. Weekend's been good. Got a round of golf in yesterday. Um, I don't know. I keep saying it. Probably the last of the year. I keep saying it every week. Uh, we'll see how the weather does next week, but it's been a good weekend. Take it day to day, week by week now, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hope, hopefully I can take a golf trip this year. Maybe out to Austin. I don't know. Hey, man. You know, that wouldn't be too shabby, especially if things are uh, looking brighter out there. Um, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. <laughs> Things are not getting better out there. They're really seemingly anywhere. Um, but well, we had our go vote at the end of every podcast. I think uh, we should transition into a wear a mask every podcast reminder. Do we want to go back to that? <laughs> yes, wear a mask, everyone. All right, guys, wear the freaking mask. It's not that hard. All right, um, let's talk a little NFL Week Nine before we make our Week Ten picks. Do we have um, to? Yeah, we have to. Uh, we have to make sure that you mention how you did with your picks, and we also have to talk about how your Jets almost gave you a heart attack on Monday night. Um, it, I swear to God, dude, it would have been the most Jets thing ever if Joe Flacco was the winning quarterback for your one win this year on Monday right. night against the, against the Patriots, right? Yeah, Joe Flacco, not so flaccid last week. He was good. I mean, the Patriots are bad. I think that's something you could take the most out of that game. But were you shitting your pants throughout that game saying, oh, my God, here we go. We're going to fucking win this game. I was absolutely shitting my pants until they brought, uh, I believe, former Jet Nick Folk out. Yeah, he's a former Jet. Um, And I was like, he's going to drill this. Uh, and, and I'll be happy. I can go to bed happy. But <laughs> it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been that interesting. Wait, what the hell was it? I mean, I was thinking about it, dude, as I was watching as that game was progressing, and it looked like holy shit, the Jets might actually win this game. Flacco leads the drive by taking a deep shot down the field into double coverage, and you see Gase have like this exasperated, like emotional like tantrum on the sideline and you realize it's like this was something he's orchestrating because he could not have been happier that Flacco threw that pick because what are you doing all you have to do is get one first down a couple short conversions and you win that game I I was saying I think they did everything they they realized they were actually going to maybe win this game and they're like oh no and Flacco just throw one up for grabs and fortunately that uh worked in your favor I'm, I'm just hoping we keep losing it and Trevor wants to make money now instead of next year 
it would be nice. It would be nice. But yeah, so we'll Jets be here walk. next year. Though I was talking to my buddy about that, and it's like, all right, Trevor, we want to stay one more year. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> You're not gonna get better if you, if you don't get Lawrence. I mean, unless you draft Fields. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna be bad next year too, Trevor. It's it's not like I guess you're just banking on us winning three games or something. I don't know. Going forward, the rest of the year, I mean, Jacksonville's terrible. Dallas is terrible. Dallas is a dark horse, scary team that could you know luck their way into Trevor Lawrence, dude. I Which mean, is listen, wild. they have two wins above the Jets. Jacksonville has one. Um. I don't remember who else is in the race. I think uh, Houston has two, and they have nothing to play for because and Cincinnati has Miami two, would like, have Miami would have their number one pick, so they're obviously going to try and win games, uh, even though they can't. Um, so I'm not going to say I like the spot the Jets are in, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, and listen, Dallas is in the worst division in football, and with Andy Dalton, who is I guess you could say he's probably a more than serviceable quarterback coming back. They could win. They could win a game. I feel like because the division is on the line too. I mean, they they should be playing for. And those it. rivalry just, games. First of all, McCarthy looks like he's playing for his job every week, even though he just oh got hired. And and those divisional games in the NFC East, it seems like all those teams wake up for that. Given your Giants last week, who not only covered but they won for you, dude. And we'll talk about them in a minute. But I mean, Dallas almost beat. They almost beat Pittsburgh last week. Yes, with, uh, who was it? Garrett Gilbert? Garrett Gilbert, yes. And he looked good. Way to pull that, because I did not remember his name. Um, yeah, he did look good. I really think Pittsburgh wanted to be anywhere other than there, as they look forward to uh, this week, and they were getting off that tough game against Baltimore. But, hey, uh, you know, win's a win. Dallas is in, is in a tough spot. But I'm saying that if they are one of those teams and they don't win again, or something fluky happens, and they luck themselves into either Lawrence or Fields, and they don't have to pay Dak. I mean, that that would be something to look for. But anyway, your Jets lost, so another week. Uh, you don't have to watch them this week, so that's probably a nice respite for you. Absolutely, man. I, I'm ecstatic. This is my happiest week of the football season is a Jets bye week. <laughs> oh, let's jump into is. my. Let's jump into our picks. You went two and two. You won. I don't get to talk about my Giants real fast. No. I'm done I with won them. a game. I won a game. Yeah, well, they're part of your pick, so go ahead. You had you had Washington, and they they spited you, and they won. They did, but it's a, it's one of the few games where I'm happy to lose my pick. Giants look great early on. They're uh, front. They they're front. In the second half. Their their front four on the defense has looked really good the past two weeks with New England they're the week before that. Generating a lot of pressure, man, and I very much am stuff in the run too. I'm very much enjoying seeing. This not just the front, but I, their secondary is creating, pick, you know, creating turnovers. They're getting they picked off uh, Smith last time or uh, last game two twice in the last three drives, which were huge as they looked like they couldn't score. That Washington front four, though, oh my god, the amount of pressure they they get. And the offensive line actually held up for the Giants a little bit. Jones is four and zero in his career now against the Washington franchise. Uh, if they could play them all the time, he might be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not. Um, we both got that game wrong, but I was happy to see a Giants win. Let's see if they follow that through today against the Eagles. Following your other two picks, you had New England. We both know how that went. And you had Tennessee and Baltimore, who both covered as well as won. I went 0-4. Um, 
And Sean, I don't have an explanation for it. It's just really making me scratch my head. Seattle took a dump. Um, Russell Wilson, again, not my MVP campaign. It, it, that's my campaign. Um, he's definitely not my MVP. And he's then fighting you. Arizona, uh, Tua, Tua decided to become what he should be. And he looks like he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league as well. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put him up there, obviously, with Lamar and then 1B being Kyler, but I throw him up there with Josh Allen and, I don't know, a younger Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Maybe a little Deshaun Watson, too. I mean, yes. he doesn't have that, you know, elusivity, but he definitely has uh, – he's quick. and He's, he's quick and he, and he has a good feel for when it's time to take off and, and the holes are there. Yeah, and the biggest thing for him now is to make sure that he knows when to go down or when to go out of bounds because he had, you know, way too many of those issues in college that cost him probably being the first quarterback taken. Uh, but, yeah, it was not a good week for you, sir, and it was tough because you were ready to get back on track. You know, you, you had no sponsor last week for the sperm bank. And on top of that, too, you gave an additional pick, that Steelers-Cowboys pick, and that wouldn't have even worked for you. So no. we counted that. That's that's a yeah. That's a good thing you declared five. we're not counting it. Yes, we are. We did not count it. But um, all right, man. Well, let's see if you can get back on track this week. Let's see what you're thinking for the Giants Eagles game this week. Giants Eagles. I got Philly minus two and a half. You texted me a nice stat when I was talking about Phil Mickelson, but all that, I wrote how was funny Phil. Was that, by the way, <laughs> I was like, how wow, Sean's there. locked in. Um, I was talking to him. All I wrote was Phil, so I guess you could go either way. That That's definitely a reasonable mistake. Um, and I wrote Phil's minus three. How is that happening? And you said because the Giants haven't won, haven't beaten Philly at all since 2016. And I said I was talking about Phil Mickelson. But with that being said, <laughs> that gave me a little bit more confidence in taking the Eagles. And it's going to be an ugly game. Carson Wentz is going to have you on the edge of your seat until the end of the game. But I think the Phil – the Philadelphia Eagles end up pulling that out. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. For that reason, I mean, when we picked last time when these two teams played on Thursday night about a month back, uh, the Giants hadn't won in Philly since, I believe, 2014 or 2013. So they haven't beaten them at all since 2016. That's not good. And it seems like all of the games are very much winnable for the Giants. They just can't close the deal, no matter who the QB is or the coach. Philly also gets Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard back this week, so Wentz gets a couple more uh, options and weapons for him. It's going to be a close game. I think ugly is the perfect way to categorize it, but, yeah, I like the Eagles covering this two-and-a-half-point spread and, and winning this game. All right, you and I are both aligned there. We do not have the Jets playing, so we're going to Monday Night Football, as we do every year when this happens. Uh, Minnesota plays Chicago. Chicago is at home. The darling team of the NFL, Chicago Bears, were 5-0, and but we called them Fugazi as anything. They haven't won a game since. Chicago is plus 2.5, and, and the way Dalvin Cook is running, give me Minnesota 2.5. They finally figured out how to use Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, and he is just, I wouldn't even say a glorified game manager. He is just a game manager. I hate this game. I hate this game. <laughs> I hate this game. I would have rather picked whatever the Jets were doing. Um Everything points to me to pick Minnesota. I should. I hate the Bears. Remember I told you that they were the flukiest team, and they've shown that to be the case. I don't even think anyone thinks they're good, including Vegas now, obviously, with a two-and-a-half-point uh, underdog at home. Despite all of that, this is a primetime game. 
and it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and I know what that means from every single time this guy does me dirty, which means he's going to have a great game. If I pick for him, he's going to kill me. If I pick against him, he's going to kill me. This feels like a game that he's just going to shit the bed. I like this Bears defense still. I think they'll find a way to win this game and cover the spread. All right, I'll take the Minnesota win then since you're picking against Kirk. Because he <laughs> fucks you either like, way. So seems like it's just going to be – that's why I said I hate this game so much. <laughs> All right, so you have the Bears plus two and a half. Yes. All right, man. Uh, what's your next pick? Next pick, I'm going out to Arizona where you went last week, and I've got that Buffalo Bills team that fucked you last week going against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, the Bills, you know, they're riding a little momentum now. They're feeling good, but I still don't like them out, out west. I think Kyler's going to have a really good game, and they're going to find a way to cover the spread. I love this Cardinals team. They're fun, man. They're fun. They're fun as all hell. Absolutely, man. All right, my third pick, I am going over to Pittsburgh. They are eight-and-a-half-point favorites against Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is going to cover this spread. He's going to probably lose by a touchdown, but I believe he covers this spread. Give me Cincinnati plus eight-and-a-half. Is Cincinnati one of those teams now when you're on red zone that you can't turn off and, like, you have to see the highlights? Because they're always in games. Whenever they got the ball on offense, I'm watching. They're frisky, man. I like like them, and I like that pick by you, especially because Pittsburgh, you know, Roethlisberger didn't practice much this week, so... uh, He was separated from the team or whatever with... With exposure to COVID, he obviously doesn't have it, so... Or, as far as I know, he doesn't have it. Uh, What is your... What'd you say, I was buddy? Say he got banged around a little bit last week in Dallas too. So look yeah, for that. yeah, he went to the locker room for. We saw a little Mason Rudolph for about I don't know, a good six minutes there. We did. Um, so my fourth pick, I'm going to Foxborough tonight for Sunday Night Football. Ravens at Patriots. I got to be honest, man. I have not felt this bad about a Bill Belichick team ever because since I've been watching football, his team's been really damn good to great. They are not. They really should have lost to the Jets last week. Cam, there's something up with him. I know people were giving him a lot of props for orchestrating that final drive, and I guess you can, but my God, they looked about as bad as they can against the worst team in the NFL. Baltimore lost a tough one to Pittsburgh two weeks ago. They win at Indy last week. They're going to keep it going. Lamar's beaten the Pats a few times. They have um, to if they want one of those top two seeds, so I'm on the same page with you there. Yeah, this is a six-and-a-half-point uh, favor for Baltimore in Foxborough, and uh, the Ravens are going to definitely cover this game. All right, my final pick, Sperm Bank pick of the week. We've closed down the Sperm Bank for the week, <laughs> but I'm still going to give it out. Um yeah, we're, we're having a couple of business meetings. We're going to try a few new things, try, try and salvage this sperm bank. Because well, I think that's, think that's for the best. We're kind of cash-strapped right now. We're, we're running low on, on the sperm. The so. pandemic's hit you hard. Yeah, absolutely. It has hit me hard, as well as my shit picks. I'm going to Cleveland. Cleveland is playing the Houston Texans. Cleveland needs to win this game. Just give me Baker Mayfield in the two and a half. I, you know, I haven't liked Baker in a few years. Although I was really high on him what two years ago, um, mm-hmm. but I believe that Cleveland has the ability to win this game with a couple guys coming back, including their tight end Austin Hooper. They have Nick Chubb coming off the IR. He was one of the top five running backs in football before he went down. Top eight in fantasy, and they have Kareem Hunt. They have a few other weapons, and they seem to have gotten better. When Odell Beckham wasn't the you know zero target where you got to aim where you got to look at him every time. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good last point by you. I, I hate to say any team's better without Odell because that's just not true, but they might play a little bit more free and easy without Odell, and it certainly takes you know a lot of stress off Baker's plate. So I, I like that pick by you and, and definitely true on Odell. All right, man, that about wraps it up. Let's hope I can at least get a win this week. I think I'm probably down two to you, maybe one to you now that I went 0-4 and you went 2-2. Two and two. I'll tally it up another time. Um, I'm hoping to beat you. We haven't figured out the stakes yet, but we'll get there someday. Um, we we'll still haven't someday. paid up. We still haven't paid up on either of our bets, but you know, there's no time limit on that. And there's probably different fast food down in Texas that I could do some research on and get you get you into. Water will be a little warmer for you there too. Um, you know, I'm not letting you take a bath or anything. No, no, we'll do that up north. Chilly. We'll do that up yeah, north. We'll, we'll you're that not going to come um, back. You're not. You're not going to never come back to the East Coast. We'll do that up north, and then we'll do the fast food down there. <laughs> All right, I like it. Probably because you're going to find yourself some some jerks down there too. Absolutely. All right, man. More uh, for me than three, for you. There, you know, much more so for you. All right, so we're three days in through the Masters. We're starting day four. A lot of interesting subplots going on. Tell me what you're thinking with the leaderboard and some of the notable names that have caught your eye uh, so far in this tournament. (coughs) Sorry there. Easy. Didn't mean to get you choked up. Yeah. Um, Well, through finally Dustin Johnson, who I said I had an eye on just because of the COVID, probably should have picked him. He is the world number one, and he's been playing with his hair on fire. Uh, He obviously won the FedEx Cup, and he's just been winning all over the place. He's only got one major, though, and obviously he really wants a Masters. Um, He's got 23 wins in his career. He's probably the best player with that many wins without multiple Masters, uh, or multiple majors, excuse me, and he's minus 16. He is just teed off recently. He uh, has a three-stroke lead on the guys that are ranked number two. Uh, Answer just fell behind. Um, He is back at, he's minus 12. Um, Smith and Im, interesting guy, Japanese guy. Um, They are minus 13. They're starting to come up on Johnson's heels as he is even par through two. But he has kind of dominated this course. Um, Justin Thomas, another notable name, and John Rahm are both minus nine. They're tied sixth, and Matsuyama as well. So they're sitting there. They're 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 lurking, I guess you would say. But again, Dustin Johnson's going to know what he has to do because he's the last to tee off. McElroy is in it as well as minus nine. So, you know, my my foursome aside from Bubba Watson is right there in the top ten. I think I did a pretty good job picking this week. You did, and, and it sounded like you wanted to show a little bit more conviction in DJ, but you just couldn't because of uh, because of the COVID situation. Yes. But, uh, what have you thought about Tiger? He's sitting at minus six right now, tied at 17. Uh, how do you think he's played? I mean, he he looked great through the first two rounds, and I, I, I was like, hey, maybe he could win this. Um, and then yesterday he just kind of, kind of fell apart um, a little bit. He's actually minus four right now. Uh, and I, I don't think there's any chance of him winning this, but it's fun to see him out there actually performing well. Um, he, he's looked really good. And then, again, I, I alluded to it earlier, Phil minus three at the time that I texted you, which, what, was yesterday? Yesterday morning, yeah. Well, now he's he's back for overall to plus two, so he's kind of fallen back to earth as expected. I didn't expect him to play that kind of golf. Fino, another guy... Um, 
he's kind of disappointing. Tied 38th, minus one. Um, I don't even think that has to do, because he was in the top five in Houston last week. I don't think that has to do with him coming off of having COVID. I think that's more just not being locked in and, and having a tough time winning the big one. Um, and the last guy let's talk about before we jump back into, well, Kapka's tied 11th. Um, he's lurking as well. He's minus eight, so he's right there with the guys that are tied six. Last guy is Bryson DeChambeau. Um, I guess, I mean, he's he's minus five, so he's right there. He's 19th. But uh, Rom was asked, did you, basically to sum it up, Rom was asked, did you help in the Bryson DeChambeau ball search? And he said, which one? So that, that basically sums up <laughs> sums up his masters there. Um, I mean, listen, his approach, I, I want to say it was sound. I, I like the ideas, but you got to hit the ball in the fairway to win the masters. And when you're not even finding the, the rough and you're hitting it all over the place, I don't give a shit how far you hit it. Yeah, that doesn't do you any good at all. No, but he's hanging around. He could get hot. More than any other golfer in the world, the way he hits the ball, he could get hot. But, again, I, I don't see it happening. To be honest, if I were to give a prediction, I see Dustin Johnson finally putting a final round together because leading through 54 holes, he has fallen apart more than pretty much any golfer in recent memory, especially in the majors. To conquer here. So I think he's going to do it, and it's going to be something special. I, I'm excited to see what he does. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's got some demons to conquer, and he's got to really, you know, be able to block that out. And we've seen that with certain golfers before, too. I mean, he's been so dominant, but not having a Masters. Do you think that this has benefited him not having to have the fans here? Or does that not play that much into it? Uh, For him, I don't think it plays that much into it. I don't think he really cares. I just think he's playing possibly the best golf of his life right now, and he just seems like mentally he's in a really good place. Um, I think he... I watched his interview yesterday, and while avoiding answers to questions that he didn't want to give, he still did a good job giving us insight. I can respect that. Is Paulina there with him? Not only is Paulina there with him, the kids are there with him, and the grandparents are there. So, you know, the great one is there. The great one is there. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Um, Excellent. So, uh, last question I have for you. Uh, and obviously we'll talk about this again uh, once it's been final. Uh, what do you thought about the course so far throughout the first three rounds? It looks pretty much the same, which is just a top five golf course in the world. That's great it's to hear. It's looked beautiful, and I mean, I'd love to get out there someday. That's great to hear. Uh, I know, I mean, I'm not obviously a golf aficionado, but obviously we talked about it a little bit in the lead-up last week. And it was interesting throughout the week. I listened to some analyses from like Steve Sands of the Golf Channel and a little bit more. And, and there was speculation as to how it was going to be played. And I don't know if that was just trying to read too much into it or create a different kind of narrative in case players didn't necessarily play well. But from the little bit I've watched, it hasn't seemed to be any different than it is in April. Yeah, I mean, a few different things. It's obviously they had the. Um college football game day there yesterday from the masters which was pretty interesting to watch in april yeah that was cool and then they had the split tee times just because of daylight savings and they're they're teeing off a little bit earlier you know dustin johnson probably wouldn't tee off till about 11 and he teed off at 9 39 but that's fine by me it's just one less thing i got to keep track of during the actual football round during the actual football week 
Yeah, we saw it last year when Tiger won. They had to expedite that fourth round on Sunday because of weather concerns. So it's not like this is something completely new. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun watching it. Um, just a little bit of normalcy. It's it's nice to have. It's really nice to have. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, so coming up next, obviously, we've got a full football Sunday today. We've got the Masters final round. And then coming up uh, tomorrow, the trade moratorium is lifted for the NBA, uh, and the draft is on Wednesday. And we got to figure out a time to do a nice deep dive into the draft and all the crazy rumors that are swirling around. Absolutely. Maybe Monday or Tuesday we can get that in. I'd like to see some trades go through so we can talk about them. So maybe we'll wait till Tuesday. But, yeah, it's it, the NBA is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have the Masters. We're going to be able to recap it and talk about who actually won. And then hopefully I go 4-0 with my picks. I mean, you got to get back on track somehow, man. I think even, even you know, going 500 this week would be, would be a nice comeback after last week. So We want 4-0. Anything, want, anything else you've, uh, anything else you've been into? The election's pretty much wrapped up. I, I don't, I don't think that's going to change. So I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> uh, he can tweet, rant, yell all he wants. Uh, pretty much everybody important has said that this is uh, Biden's victory. So no. Um, is he going to have that press conference from Four Seasons Landscaping in Philly? I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I did. Of course, I did. Rudy Giuliani never disappoints at this. <laughs> at this. Uh, time in his life it went from borat 2 to this yeah he's not doing great um other than that man not really it's nice to kind of put that shit behind us it was a stressful really stressful several months several years uh obviously with the uh compounded by just those few days um not much else going on here just you know starting to pack shit up and get ready to move out how about yourself you've been playing golf what else has been on your agenda watching uh, the queen's gambit on um on Netflix. Nice. So that's been pretty interesting. Little known fact, um I was a grade school chess champion, Sean. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah, I took chess class from seventh to eighth grade and I dominated my very small Catholic school. Well, I wanna know what happened. Why'd you why'd you throw it away? I just stopped playing after eighth grade, man. I, I definitely gotta pick it up because I was just fucking wiping the floor with everybody seems to be a common theme that when you talk about your former prowesses that uh you always seem to be the one dominating well i wouldn't mention the things that i lost at like i'm not going to tell you i was great at you know arithmetic oh we don't want we don't <laughs> want our uh, audience to think you're anything other than perfect so aside from your picks aside from your picks sean do i really have to post a trophy on uh on on our instagram when i go back home one day I wouldn't put it past you. Nah, those have probably been thrown out along with all the others, but that's okay. The memories <laughs> are still there. Somehow. there. The you memories go. are still there. I actually would do the same exact move every single time, and nobody noticed it, so I'm not saying I was good or anything. It's just I was sneaky. <laughs> it seems, too, that you didn't have the brightest uh, colors in the rainbow playing against you where they could pick up on that. No, no. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll chalk it up to a little ineptitude on your opponent's part and, you know, Pretty pretty good play on your part. Got to take advantage. Wins a win, absolutely. Every great athlete, chess champion would. Yes, absolutely. All right, got anything uh, else for me? That's it, brother. That's it. All right. Well, you and everybody else enjoy the football Sunday, and uh, we'll be talking to you early next week. Looking forward to it. Everybody, wear the freaking mask. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care.